The follow-up is simple. Ask a question, listen to the answer, then follow up. I'm your host, Noah Kozlov. Enjoy. The follow-up today is with Stephanie Sykes. She's the executive director and general counsel of the African American Mayors Association. Princeton undergrad, Duke Law, but I'd say most importantly, Abington High School is where we met and haven't spoken since then. It's been about 20 <laughs> years. Stephanie, what what's a good day at work for you? For me, and thanks, Noah, for inviting me on. Um, for me, I would say it's really simple. If I start on time and end on time, and I think my perspective of that isn't just from a timing perspective. It's about planning. It's about being efficient. And for me, I'm a mom. So if I can, you know, schedule my day, um, it means more time for my family. So for me, if I get a great day where I get in the office early and I'm off to my family at a reasonable time, it means that I was uh, productive and that I was efficient throughout my day. So I feel like that's a pretty successful day for me. And uh, for me, as a lawyer in training before, um, before I was in a nonprofit. And so I'm really um, cognizant of scheduling my time and the importance of time and the opportunity cost of wasting my time. So for me, um, starting on time and ending on time. So what is considered a, a productive day at the office at the African American Mayor's Association? For us, we have a couple goals. One is to grow membership. So if we are engaging with mayors across the country um, and having some really interesting dialogues with them, identifying some issues, uh, my my days range from um, mayoral engagement to fundraising engagement. Uh, We have local stakeholders. We're located in Washington, D.C. So for me, it's making sure that I have engaged with um, key stakeholders, for us, as well as, um, you know, planned out some deliverables. We have some key events throughout the year. So for us, it's, you know, every day is different and we're also responsive to current events. So if we can have a delicate balance of our ongoing um, strategic partner engagement, as well as being responsive to uh, the shutdown and how that's, you know, affecting local workers and making sure the voices of mayors are uh, being projected on the national stage, be it um, earned media or uh, social media, that would be a productive day for me. Were you there during the Obama administration? We were. We absolutely were. And so it's definitely a different, uh, I would say, relationship and tone. Um, uh, from going from the Obama administration, um, and not just because he was an African-American president and we have African-American mayors. I mean, it's much broader. The issues that he cared about, he had launched the My Brother's Keeper initiative that focused on um, that men and boys of color and making sure that they had access and opportunity. And so a lot of our mayors were engaged in that program. And, um, this, you know, this administration has taken a lot of controversial positions that have ad- um, adversely affected cities, for instance, uh, the stance on immigration and whether local cities should be, you know, backstopping ICE enforcement. Um, so it makes it very difficult, uh, regardless of your race or even party sometimes, to um, get a lot of synergy at the federal level and also so the federal government has had a lot of issues that, um, you know, they haven't made progress on their front so that 
those issues can't really trickle down to how local governments are able to respond. Um, if funding isn't available, if they don't know what the policies are going to be from day to day or how they need change, it makes it very difficult to have strong state and federal relations. Um, but I'm happy to say that, you know, there's no Democratic or Republican way to fill a pothole. It's a quote um, that uh, a lot of mayors refer to. And so mayors know how to get things done. It's, you know, where the rubber meets the road, where a lot of folks say. And so, um, you know, if we want to look, people ask, like, you know, is bipartisanship dead? I get that question a lot. Um, and I say, no, just look to mayors because, the, you know, they have to get it done every day. Um, you might not know who your congressman is. You might not know who your uh, commissioner is, but most people tend to know who their mayor is. So, um, you know, it's important work that they do regardless of what's going on here in Washington, D.C. Yeah. How, how are you able to separate what is what is happening in D.C. versus what the organization that you're involved with is is trying to accomplish every day when you're seemingly everybody around the country is just thrown for a loop every hour? <laughs> yeah, you know, I think we focus on some key policy agenda items that um, have ongoing concerns. For instance, okay. you know, technology and the expansion of new technologies since, uh, such as 5G, which is like the new innovative high speed uh, technology that's going to have local deployment. I mean, that is going to go on and we need to be responsive and, you know, cities need to, um, you know, have the appropriate guidelines for that deployment. But then, you know, they also want to make sure that they're not innovation with, you know, aggressive taxation. And so we uh, work on issues to make sure that local economies are, you know, have have the tools to grow um, for the next 10, 20, 30 years. So that transcends any, you know, the current administration, the former administration. And so mayors still kind of, uh, you know, have to think about how is my local uh, community going to thrive in the short term and in the long term. And so the nice thing about our organization is there are issues that aren't um, waiting on the next federal bill. They're, you know, here and they're happening and the mayors are being responsive um, on a local level. How do you get involved or, or do you get involved at all in when an African-American is running for mayor before they're mm-hmm. actually mayor? Right. So we are um, nonpartisan. So okay. We don't get involved in the actual races, but we do track them because for us, um, growth is important. Um, there's a lot of conversations around um, large cities. Um, you know, 20, 30 years ago, you saw African-American mayors of uh, Los Angeles and New York. And so, um, for instance, when the last um, Atlanta mayoral election happened, there was a question of would to be an African-American mayor in an African-American city. And what does that mean for you know, the future of um, mayors of color across the country. And so we get involved in more of a high-level conversation and a policy conversation, Um, but we just make sure that, you know, as soon as that mayor is elected, that we are onboarding them and providing them a wealth of resources. Um, We've just been really um, excited about the new mayors. There are millennial mayors. There are new mayors of, you know, like Stockton and Birmingham and Little Rock, and they're in their late 20s and 30s. And also there's an amazing number of Black women mayors. We have you know, London Breed in San Francisco, um, Keisha Lance Bottoms in Atlanta, New Orleans, um, the list goes on and on. And so this is an exciting moment for local leadership that is reflecting a new and younger voice of both gender and racial diversity. Is this the path you thought you'd take? 
No, absolutely not. Um, it's definitely an interesting path. I started in college as like big med and changed to law. Um, and then I went to the law firm route. I did big law in New York, um, got married and went out to California, still did some big law. Um, was stock options and mergers acquisitions attorney and um but I think I always had a commitment to social justice issues in high school I was in NAACP and mm-hmm. um you know student council and in college I you know did extracurriculars, uh, extracurriculars that really reflected um my social and you know spiritual commitment to different causes and so um needless to say you know big law doesn't fulfill any of those things you just are billing hours i mean i miss my paycheck um because i'm <laughs> in the nonprofit space but definitely a very interesting path of leaving the law firm working for a mayor of sacramento uh he launched this organization so i co-founded that with him in 2014 so definitely was not the path that I planned, but I'm really excited about it because it's really an opportunity to engage with, you know, stakeholders across the country, mayors across the country. Um, you know, we can be responsive to a variety of issues, whether it's the shutdown, whether it's technology, criminal justice reform, which was a big win recently with mm-hmm. um, bipartisan legislation on the federal level that we followed really closely. So it's, it's you know, it's a really interesting um position. It's more of a startup feel with a variety of skills, um, fundraising, um, stakeholder engagement, and then I have a team that I manage. So definitely different and off the beaten path of what I thought from um, going to law school. Um, but it's, 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 um, can't, I can't really regret any of the steps that I took to get here. And um, I'm really excited about the work that I do. Yeah, but I also say it's, it's a far cry from medicine also. So when did, at what yes, point did, what, school, at what point did was, you say no yeah. pre-med? I think it was organic chemistry, like this is <laughs> right? But more so, um, I think in high school, I didn't really think about the path. It was more like, this is what I was good at, not necessarily this is what I was interested in. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, I do well in science. I do well in math. So I'm going to do something in science and math. And going to Princeton, it just opened my eyes to just um, a variety of, you know, extracurriculars and classes and seminars and opportunities to engage with professors that were doing, you know, social justice work. And um, it just changed my path and my um, gave me an opportunity to refuel my passion and really identify it. And so after college, I actually worked for the New Jersey legislature. I was the committee aide um, for that. And that just solidified my interest, worked with a lot of lawyers and a lot of different capacities. So I decided I was going to go to law school. Uh, Coming out of law school, everyone has loans. So went to a law firm and I said, I'm going to be a corporate lawyer. But I just always had this interest in doing the work or similar to the work that I'm doing now. And so it just led me back. And every time I'm like, I'm going to go to corporate and just, you know, I keep getting back to this work. And so I'm just uh, really excited to have this opportunity to lead an organization, to found an organization and to really chart its course and path and, um, you know, stakeholders, and uh, our team is great. So it's, yeah, definitely I'm not the science geek that you knew in, <laughs> in, in high school. I can't even remember probably, you know, what Adam is at this point. I don't, so. I don't even remember that, honestly. I don't, I don't, I don't even remember. Yeah. Like, I think I remember having probably one of the AP science classes with you. But when senior year came around and science was optional, that was the greatest thing ever for me because I couldn't stand science. Oh, really? So I didn't take it. I didn't take it senior <laughs> year. Funny. 
Oh no, I took I think I still took science. I think I even took computer science. I was totally geeked out. So it's funny to see where you know where the chips fall, but you know, I'm it, it's just been a blessing really to be able to um get in, found an organization and you know, wake up in the news and say, okay, this is an important issue. Like team, let's get on that. Let's make sure there's a statement out there. Uh, you know, when there were um, protests in Charlottesville, there was a lot of violence and unfortunately someone lost their lives. We were able to get out in front of that, work with our corporate partners. Um, you know, our mayors were, you know, on the news. So we were out there making sure that people were standing against hate. We carved like a plan of how to hold corporate partners accountable and, um, it's just, you know, sometimes you just don't choose your path. It chooses you. And I would say that's kind of where how I ended up where I am now. Well, I'm proud of you. And it was great to catch up. And I hope we stay in touch. Absolutely, Noah. Thank you so much. If there's any way I can ever be helpful to you, it's so great to catch up with old friends. Uh, please let me know. So Absolutely. thank you so much. Thank you. I always remember Stephanie as being really impressive, and she has certainly continued down that path. For more on the African American Mayors Association, go to OurMayors.org. I hope this podcast, not just this episode, but a lot of these episodes, encourages one of you to catch up with someone you haven't spoken to in years. Just say hello. See what happens. Please subscribe to the podcast. Trust me, it would make my day. Then click the five-star rating and leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts. You can also listen on VocalNow.com, V-O-K-A-L-Now.com. Thanks for taking the time to join us on The Follow-Up. The Follow-Up is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit VocalNow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-Now.com.